Check one, two, one, two. Is this thing working? You're listening to Rabbi Ariel Scholklapper, the wisdom and tools you need to thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Rabbi Ariel here. We're going to jump into the bonus episode of working a program. I've got five quotes in this section that I think are really helpful. They were helpful to me and could be really helpful for you in ongoing working a program. Actually, you could listen to this ahead of doing the steps too, I suppose. You could share this with somebody else who is thinking about working the 12 steps. This is kind of the cherry on top of all of the 12 steps. I guess the first quote relates to how do we re-enter relationships once we have found ourselves in program or having worked the 12 steps and found what recovery looks like. Quote one is, when we do this with the understanding that our parents were probably at least as victimized as we were, probably more so, but we tempered it with the knowledge that understanding does not mean we have to continue to allow ourselves to be harmed or brainwashed, unquote. This is that super important aspect of how do we relate to parents, family members, people who cause damage in our lives, also recognize that they themselves were underwent their own difficulties and became how they are because of what they went through, right? Hurt people hurt people. There's a really funny, I mean, I thought it was funny, Gary V uh, quote or Instagram or I don't know what it was. And he said, uh, you know, F your grandma. Like, that's the one who caused the damage to your parents, right? Grandma, grandpa, whatever. Those are the people, that generation are the ones that damaged your parents who then damaged you. And then he's he also says, Eventually, we we start to recognize that it was actually their, the great-grandparents who were the ones and the great-great-grandparents and sort of recognize that it's almost, it's generational trauma that has been passed down. So instead of holding on to that hurt, we can recognize that it stops with us. We're not going to pass that forward. But also... That doesn't mean that we need to stay in the situation. We can create ways to keep ourselves safe, but also be respectful of previous generations. And a lot of times that's accomplished with distance and boundaries. Quote number two, codependency can contribute to relapse if it's not addressed, unquote. I totally believe this firmly. I think that codependency underlies the reason why people end up in circumstances, in relationships, that they then need to seek to escape from because they don't have the relationship with themselves or others that is founded on a healthy foundation. So critical. And I think that's why 
the Coda work has been actually life-giving. I mean, there's there's another quote about that in a second, I think. Actually, I'm not totally sure if there is. I will see if there is. Quote number three. Our sobriety began with abstinence and recovery from our addictions. Our lives began with recovery from codependency, unquote. Yeah, see, I knew there was a good quote next. This is 100% true for me. I needed a year of sobriety from substance in order to just be sober from addiction. But the year of recovery that I've had since from codependency has actually made me feel alive for the first time that I can remember maybe since my childhood, maybe ever. I don't know. I was recently at a sweat lodge with a person who had just had just passed through 30 days of sobriety and I could see that he was in struggle city. I mean, he just looked really confused and I sat with him and I told him having just passed my multiple years of sobriety that actually now that first of all in those first 30 days it takes a few months to sort of start to clear your head for your head to start to clear but then that at now at this point in recovery and I think at credit to CODA the codependency anonymous I actually feel clearer now than I ever felt even before I started using in a way that I've never felt before. So it was just a way of sharing with him some of the the truth of of what the recovery path is like, especially when we start to recover from the codependency that I think underlies a lot of addictive behavior. Quote number four. The goal of recovery from codependency has been to restore us to sanity so we could participate in healthy, loving relationship if that was our decision and choice, unquote. Yeah, primarily we work with ourselves, which then allows us safety in relationships with others and learning to advocate for our desires and set appropriate boundaries and expectations and that is life-changing, truly. And in that way, we can have healthy, loving relationships when we decide to. Quote number five. And the last quote of this whole series. Thanks for sticking in for this whole, for this whole thing. Bonus. There is a great deal of wisdom inherent in the policy of keeping our hands off of other people's business as it pertains to their choices about relationships. It's not our job to advise others about what their choices need to be or when they need to make those choices, unquote. It's a great deal of wisdom of keeping our hands off other people's business, period, I think. <laughs> um, that, but especially about their relationships. I think when we start to recover from codependency, we start to be able to see codependency all over the place. And it creates that kind of, I can't unsee it situation. And it's too easy to slip into the old controlling fix or help other people mode when they aren't asking. And even when they do ask, it's their life. They have to make their own decisions. 
And we have to make our own decisions. And it's healthier if we keep our opinions and judgments to ourselves. If we're keeping, if we're having opinions and judgments in the first place, because it's none of our business what other people think of us and it's none of their business what we think of them. Ultimately, we have to get to the point where we're live and let live. We don't have to, but it would be nice to be able to live in a, in a way where you're not constantly judging yourself or others. Just like whatever it is, it is. It's without judging. You may want to distance yourself from it. It may not be for you. You may not agree with it, but that's somebody else's problem. You can only have control over your own self, of being loving to yourself and others. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this has been helpful. The intent of this project has been to be of service in a way that honors my desire to podcast, my desire to read quotes, my desire to collect old quotes, my desire to continue my own program, and my desire to be of service in a way that lines up with my availability right now. And I hope that it has been helpful for you. And if it has, give me a five-star rating, subscribe, share with other people, or just let me know that you're enjoying it. I love that kind of feedback. I'm not doing it for the feedback, but I love it. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. And you are so worth it. I hope this has been beneficial to you. Take care. To stay updated on new episodes, subscribe on iTunes or follow on Facebook.com slash Rabbi Shulk. That's Rabbi Shulk, R-A-B-B-I-S-H-O-L-K.